Hey, New Life uh, Fellowship. We're so glad that you are joining us. No, uh, this not New Life Fellowship. You have to say CG Leaders. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, good morning, CG Leaders. Uh, we are so glad that you are joining us uh, via this podcast today. Uh, it's been some time since we've actually recorded and passed out anything to you. Um, but uh, but we're here, Pastor Sarah. You want to say hi to the folks? Hey, leaders. I miss you guys. Yeah, Pastor Sarah and I are actually doing a, a Zoom meeting and we're recording this uh, in our respective places. So um, if you think we're, uh, you know, uh, recording this together, we're not. We're actually doing the social distancing thing. Um, how have you been, Pastor Sarah? Um, I've been actually doing really well, um, but just really miss seeing um, church folks. How about you? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing okay. Um, Ezekiel and Josiah are screaming their head, heads off, but, um, you know, it's, it's, life is good, you know? Um, no, but, um, yeah, hey, thanks so much to everyone who attended last week. We're so grateful that uh, you guys were all there. Um, you know, you can actually go back where we have uh, went ahead and uploaded that, um, that encouragement and that training that I gave last week into our podcast as well. So if you did not listen to that, you can go ahead and listen to that. Um, before listening to this one, but um, but yeah, uh, I, I think it's a good thing if we recap, right, Pastor Sarah? Yeah. So for this training for today, we're gonna just quickly summarize um, what our Saturday meeting was about. And so, um, yeah, Eric, do you want to tell us um, maybe three things that you highlighted during the meeting? Yeah. Um, so three things I uh, highlighted last week was uh, to mobilize build and then to report so uh, if you could just memorize those three words mobilize build and report and uh, mobilize is you know we really want to mobilize our community groups to serve the greater community Uh, so that might be um, maybe somebody in your small group is discouraged and you want to um, you know, get people to, to do a meal train or just drop off encouraging items to that person. Well, that's one way you can mobilize your community group. Uh, maybe it's this food drive. Uh, maybe it's even at your own workplaces and, uh, you know, you want to mobilize uh, a part, you know, your group to encourage somebody at your workplace or you want to mobilize your community group um, to serve a particular local business by all eating there. Whatever the case is, I think this is such a great opportunity for you as leaders to mobilize your groups to serve the greater community. Um, The second thing is build. Uh, We want you to continuously build community, even though physically we're not present or physically we're not able to meet together. Uh, And there's a few things that you could do. Maybe uh, it's a a prayer meeting uh, that you do with your community group. Uh, Maybe it's just simply texting uh, each other throughout the week. Uh, maybe it's one-on-one midweek check-ins that you do personally with your with individual group members or you know one-to-one phone conversations um but whatever the case is uh, or, or maybe it's even a watch party maybe you guys zoom together while watching the sunday service um you know whatever the case is think creatively of ways to really build community uh, during this time where we're uh, far apart from each other and then the last thing is report we want you to report to your coaches Uh, not only just weekly and just checking in with them, but also we want you to report to them any highs or lows that you see in your group. Uh, And what I mean by this is um, if there are people with encouraging stories uh, during this time, maybe it's a nurse or a doctor who's putting their life on the line. Maybe it's, um, you know, somebody who is just doing outstanding work in their community. 
please share that with your coaches and your coaches will go ahead and share that with us. Um, but we want to share these stories. Actually, we think the, these kinds of stories are really encouraging to our church, uh, especially during this very, very difficult time. So if you have any really good stories, please share them with your coaches and our, your coaches will share them with us and we'll share them with the church. Um, but also Lowe's, um, you know, if there's somebody in your group who's experiencing just tremendous uh, difficulty and hardship and, you know, maybe they're having depression or suicidal thoughts or, um, you know, please also report that to your coaches and let them know. And, um, you know, they'll let the pastors know and the pastors will go ahead and reach out to them personally. But we we, we really do want to be ministering to uh, those people who are just in the pits of life. And so uh, please do report those things. But yeah, that, that's, that was kind of a summary of what we talked about last week. But again, if you didn't listen to last week's, you can go ahead and do that as well. Thank you. Um, CG leaders, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, these coaches, again, Jessica Bay, Jane, um, Jane Chen, um, J.U., Elder Scott, and Nathan Yu, um, they're really there to just support you guys. Um, and even these reporting highs and lows, the reason why we ask is because we really want to just pray for you guys as you walk with people. And we actually met um, this past weekend. We just spent most of the time just praying for each one of you. I'm asking the Lord to give you guidance. So please communicate with them. They're there to um, just support you. And they really, really care for you guys, each one of you. So um, yeah, just take advantage of their mentorship. Um, so we'll head into the Into the Bible section. So for, the, for this week, we're going to, uh, Pastor Eric will be speaking on Psalm 42. Um, but I actually included Psalm 42 and 43. A lot of um, commentators think that Psalm 42 and 43 are actually one song. So before I read it, um, Pastor Eric, do you want to give us um, like a summary of the yeah. sermon? Yeah, I mean, basically, if you look at this psalm, it, it actually is eerily similar to what's happening in our present day. The psalmist is not able to go to church. He misses his friends. He's um, in deep sadness and depression. He's lost probably everything financially and um, just in a, you know, unable to meet with his friends. And, and so just a very eerily similar spot to we are. And he's depressed, he's sad, and he's actually teaching us in this psalm how to actually overcome this depression. Um, and so that's kind of the, the really where my sermon is going to be going this week is I'm going to be, it's a very practical sermon on how do you battle depression how do you battle doubts how do you battle um if you would spiritual depression so uh yeah that's what i'll be talking about this week and i actually really love this psalm i don't know about you pastor Sarah, but this this psalm has been so informative uh for me as well yes. transforming as well um yeah. so i'll read um chapter 42 and 43 for you guys as a deer pants for slow flowing stream soul pants my soul for you oh god my soul thirsts for god for the living god when shall i come and appear before god my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long where is your god these things i remember as i pour out my soul how i would go into the throng and lead them in procession to the house of god with glad shouts and songs of praise a multitude keeping festival why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls deep, 
at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. This is uh, chapter 43. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Amen. Amen. Um, so the next uh, four questions will be based on this. And so I kind of uh, went back to the old format where we underline and circle. So the first one I ask you to underline some of the uh, emotions that the psalmist uh, feels. Um so I've underlined some of these for you guys, but Pastor Eric, do you want to mention some, you know, emotions or the state yeah. this person is yeah. in? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of them and I actually detail them in my sermon. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, one of them, of course, is depression. He's just, I mean, that I, I would say that's the main, main right. emotion, right? I yeah. mean, you see that all throughout the psalm. Right. Yeah. Um, I think another one is, uh, I think another one is doubt. Um, I mean, although that might not be a specific emotion, it is in some sense an emotion because you feel the doubt. Sure. Um, yeah, I think he definitely has a lot of frustrations with God. Why is God so silent? Um, mm -hmm. I, I also do think, um, and this isn't apparent in the psalm, but if you know sort of the situation behind it, which is he's, um, you know, he's away from his friends. Uh, he's also feeling a tremendous amount of loneliness. Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, as you uh, look at the different emotions and the the state of this person, um, I think it's really important. And it reflects that, you know, when we're struggling, it's not just one emotion. It's a lot of times multiple things that are happening in your heart and in your mind. And this psalm makes it very clear, you know, it's not just spiritual depression, depression that, although that might be like the main thing, but there's frustration, there's doubt, there's in, even intense longing for God, um, there's sadness and lon loneliness. So, that, so I think as you look at the psalm, it's, yeah, it's just reflective of the struggle of man. It's just not as simple as we want it to be. And so after you guys look at the different emotions, go ahead and take some time to share um, with your community group, similar uh, emotions and states that they've experienced. Um, and I think as people, you know, depending on how comfortable your group is, they'll begin to share. Um, but I think it's really important that when you guys share that you really do a good job listening. And I, we've talked about this in other podcasts. Um, a great way to show that you're listening is paraphrasing. So whatever the person says, you know, you paraphrase them back so that you know, that shows that you're understanding what they're saying and whether you're um, correct in your understanding or not. You can ask further questions uh, about, you know, why they feel the way they do. Try to like, you know, see what's at the heart. Um, we do encourage you to stay away from quick, like, you know, cliche answers. 
Um, but just, you know, like learn to empathize with them as they're sharing um, different emotions that they're experiencing. Do you have anything that you want to add to that, Pastor Eric? No, I think that was perfect. Um, yeah, I think this is such an important time to really empathize, um, especially when you're doing like a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. uh, paraphrasing this type of thing is going to become so, so important because uh, oftentimes when I'm talking into Zoom, I don't even know if the other person's listening. I'm like, <laughs> am I just talking into a screen? <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, definitely. I think this is so, so important. Right. And then um, last but not least, if you guys have somebody that shares something really um, deep, please follow up with them during the week. Just call them and say, hey, how are you doing? Um, are you experiencing the same things? Is God speaking to you? Or even just send them like a Bible verse that has encouraged you. Um, the second activity is to circle um, the instructions that the psalmist gives to his soul. Um, so what are some things that he tells his soul, Pastor Eric? Oh, I mean, he tells, he tells his soul, hope in God. You know, he's, I mean, he does that. Uh, twice in 42 and then uh, one last time in 43 right he's like hoping god hoping god um, um <laughs> yeah um yeah. i mean he's he's reminding himself of you know of the um of of you know mount mazar and uh jordan and you know mm -hmm. he's really talking about the promised land right he's remembering right. that time when uh, god led them out of egypt and into the promised land and he's remembering these extremely good times with god and reminding himself that uh, god is not far um right. but yeah but um is there anything that you you noticed uh, other than those two things that yeah, i yeah and i think it's really important that we um we don't just in, it's important to instruct our souls but i think it's at the same time he really challenges his soul and his emotions mm, yeah. and he is making himself really think like hey Yes, this is our situation, but what else is there? What else is there that God is doing? The invisible things that God is, God is doing. And so I think there's a sense where he, um, his depression and his doubt and frustration. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the third question is, how is instructing your soul different than thinking positively? You know, like in the culture that we live in, we always hear this, right? Think positive, be positive. <laughs> and it's a really great message. But I think that instructing your soul and thinking positively are completely different. Um, thinking positively is like um, a lot of times based on nothing, actually. It's just <laughs> empty, like fluff, you know, um, believe in yourself or it'll get better. Or things like that. But I think instructing your soul is actually based on like biblical truths, like mm -hmm. true realities. And so um, it's really important that we make that distinction that as believers, it's not the same thing as just telling yourself it's going to get better. Yeah. Um, and if you even look at the psalm, the psalmist is not uh, shying away from reality, right? He's like, my mm -hmm. situation sucks. He's like, right. the waves and breakers are crashing over me. Right. Like God is like drowning him. He's yeah. saying so he's he's not thinking positively he's like facing reality right but he's also reminding himself of the converse which is man i i can still hope in god i remember those times where god was faithful to me so yeah right. and you know i think uh, another difference that you see between the worldly like think positive and instructing your soul is actually it makes you look outside yourself the mm. worldly think positive is like okay so what can i do and you know like um I need to do this and I need to do that. But I think for us, 
when God is, when we're instructing and talking to our souls, we're actually making us really look to God for our strength and look outside and look, you know, base trust in his character. Um, and like Pastor Eric said, it's not a magic spell that kind of makes your emotion go away, but you're actually waiting for the Holy Spirit to do some work in your heart. And so bringing the true realities of God into your heart. So it's not just, okay, I'm going to instruct my soul, but there's an aspect where you're trusting and waiting until God really transforms your heart. And so um, there's a lot of uh, waiting that has to happen (laughs) as you're instructing your soul. Yeah. And we hate Um, waiting though, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate, I hate waiting for coffee. I hate waiting for, food i hate waiting for anything really and so waiting on god is so hard yeah and i think this is a reflection that salvation really comes from the lord you know like Mm. you growing as a believer and you seeing your members grow as a believer is not something that happens by what you say but it is waiting until the holy spirit works in them and so until that time you're instructing your soul you're challenging your soul you're making your soul look outward but really it's you know us waiting until god transforms our heart you know and so just think of you know josiah like he would never you know tell his dad hey like you know i'm hungry give me this but after he says that he has to wait right there's no (laughs) absolutely trusting that he'll give you'll give it to him right it's kind of like that yeah and so i think cg leaders as you guys are you know um walking with your uh the members of your cg like um, most of it is really, you know, telling them truth and then walking with them and waiting with them until God, you know, transforms your heart. Yeah, what I think I love about this psalmist is that he's, what he's doing to encourage his heart is he's not, he's not simply like looking inwards and, and saying, oh, like you were saying, Pastor Sarah, he's not mm-hmm. just saying, Hey, like I can do these, like I'm better or like, you know, my situation will get, he's not wishful thinking, but he's actually pointing to a true reality that's outside of him, of himself, really. Right. That's, um, that's based on something very tangible. Yeah. Um, and, and so this kind of leads us to the, to the last question, which is, you know, what truths does this psalm base his instruction on? You know, like what actually is he holding on to? Yeah. And so um, I, for this verse, uh, for this question, um, the verse that says, by day God commands his steadfast love and by night his song is with me. Um, this love that, you know, is mentioned all throughout the Old Testament is actually a um, covenantal love. And so it's a promise that God makes that he will be with his people no matter what. And so uh, we see that um, in Christ when he, um, through his death and resurrection, he guaranteed basically our status before God. And so there is a promise that God makes that he will be with us, that he will love us, that all the things that happen to us are uh, for our good. And so this is something that he bases his instructions on. It's not, again, wishful thinking or... um, being the better version of yourself. It's really relying upon who God is and the promises that he makes. Yeah, that's so good. Um, You know, if Psalm 42 and 43 were initially one Psalm, which I I do agree with, you know, how, how does Psalm 43 close out Psalm 42? 
So I feel like the, the there's a difference between it, the way it closes out in 42, but then if you combine two and then you mm-hmm. uh, combine the two and then you close it out with 43, there's there's a there's a pretty big difference in the psalm's tone and attitude. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Right. So um, in Psalm 43, the psalmist begins to change his tone by demanding God to vindicate him. So asking him to bring about the truth and light. So he's he's now looking out to him. He sees that God um, keeps his promises. He sees that God um, is with him. And so he asks him, like, hey, God, please justify the situation, like rectify, make it right again. Mm-hmm. And he's, um, and, and I love the fact that he calls God his joy. And I think there's a realization that in the midst of the really sad and depressing circumstances that God is his joy. And so, um, I mean, it's amazing because circumstances have not changed, but for him, um, his hope is actually God himself. And so um, I think that is kind of like the definition of the Christian life. I don't think Mm -hmm. that we are, um, we believe in God so that he could change all of our circumstances, you know, he, the Christian life is that in the midst of, you know, this pandemic, in the midst of this suffering that God is our ultimate joy. And I think, um, yeah, that's how the Psalm 30, 43 ends. But yeah, I think it's a different, uh, it's a lot more um, renewed sense of strength yeah. towards the end of the Psalm. And so you guys could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I love what you're saying there with um, the, his circumstances not changing, but mm-hmm. um, kind of coming to this understanding that, you know, God is truly sort of with him, you know, and yeah. that's kind of what Psalm talks about, right? Psalm 23, I mean, when uh, David is saying, uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right. meaning that the shepherd is actually walking with the sheep through right. this very dark and dangerous valley that he doesn't leave you. So, yeah, yeah that's great. Um yeah, let's uh, transition over to prayer requests. Um, do you want to walk us through that a little bit, Pastor Sarah? Yeah, so um, so every week we've been meeting Wednesday at 1 p.m. to pray together as a church. Uh, we encourage you to come out to those. And there are 12 things that we've been praying for. And so uh, we've sent that as a separate um, document on this email. So please go in and look at that and then pray through those topics with your CG members. And so just have it printed out and have them read it and just pray for those things because our whole church is praying for that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be really good. Uh, so please do. Uh, I think, you know, in the sermon, I'm going to talk about the importance of prayer during this time. And so please do. Um, if our church is not in prayer, um, you know, we are a powerless church. So please do yeah. um, pray with your small groups. Um, you know, last thing is I just wanted to make a few announcements before we wrap this whole time up. Um, you know, uh, this, uh, oh, sorry, on May 9th, which is a Saturday, it's our normal Saturday kind of gathering uh, uh, from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Uh, 10.30 a.m., sorry, 9 a.m. <laughs> to 10.30 a.m., uh, we will have another CG Leaders meeting. I think it's important for us to meet over Zoom like this more periodically during this time, just to kind of check in with you all and see how you are doing. So please make sure to block out that time. I mean, what what else do you have going on during this pandemic, right? Nothing else to do. So uh, you might as well join us. Uh, and, you know, we can at least be together during that time. Uh, second thing is please do finish the Gospel Center book. And um, once you're done with that, then go ahead and join us for the Sunday sermon discussions. Uh, and then lastly, uh, we do have a prayer meetings at 1 p.m., um, which um, our pastors do lead. So 
uh, please do check that out and encourage your small groups to uh, join us for that as well. Well, that's it from the both of us. Hey, you know what? I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys are blessed by this new series that we're going to go into. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye.